Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. A choice right now, right now, between fear and love. It's just a run. Out of the dark night of ignorance and into the shining light of truth. Expanding reality. A population of citizens capable of critical thinking. We don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. There's a level of reality where everything dissolves into an ocean of energy. We empower our experience by insisting on our authenticity. That's very profound. Very. Expanding reality. Welcome to Expanding Reality's bonus Contact at the Canyon episode. Now, that is to feature an event that will be taking place April 20th through 24th at Duck Creek Village in Utah. Now, this episode here, uh, we bring Brandon Powell, Graham Dunlop, and Darren Grimes, who are just a few of the folks that are going to be there. A couple other folks that are going to be there that we are going to announce right now. Spoiler alert is my wife, Mary, and I. Hi. Yeah, so we're totally going to this thing. You guys should come hang out with us. There's only a couple spots left, so y'all come hang out. I want to give you huge hugs, and Mary's cool as shit, and y'all get to just hang out. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Hell yeah. So all the ways to find this event located down in the show notes. Make sure y'all check that out. So without any further ado, let's get to this super dope conversation about contact at the canyons. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone out there in listening world, welcoming to the show, we have Brandon Powell, Graham Dunlop. Darren Grimes. We're getting ready for the contact at the canyons. I am super excited about this. Uh, of course, David Warner Matheson and Cassini Moore will be joining us for another episode, getting ready for this thing as well. And they will be joining us also. I'm going. This is my announcement to everyone out here to come hang out with me. I'm already so excited. A couple of folks have already emailed saying that uh, they heard that I was going to be there through Grimerica and said they can't wait. So we're all pumped about it. I uh, wanted to have you guys on to get everybody else more excited about it and just talk a little bit more about it as well. So if you don't mind, let's run around the room. I know uh, we don't need introductions, but for my audience, we don't want to assume. So for those not familiar with you, Graham, you've been here before, brother. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Dude, absolutely. Looking forward to meeting you in person, too. I know. You're going to need the biggest bear hug ever. Just be ready for it, all right? I'm pretty uh, short. <laughs> that's, so fi- that's fine. That's fine. I, I bear hug at any height, so that works. I uh, might Darren- have to take a knee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Darren, dude, uh, if you don't mind, man, uh, welcome uh, my audience to yourself. Just let us know a little bit about you, dude. I'm uh, one half of the Grimerica team where we've been doing a bunch of podcasting that led to these tours that's led to 
Oh, a bunch of stuff that leads to me getting myself in all sorts of trouble on the internet lately, it seems. But uh, it's been a blast. I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, the trips are my my favorite part of all the stuff we do, for sure. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Cannot wait. And of course, gentlemen, all the ways to find y'all located down in the show notes as well as contact in the canyons. Brandon Powell, dude, it's an honor, man. Nice to meet you, sir. Nice to meet you as well. Um, uh, as far as my relevance, uh, I'm a uh, coach who works with these guys uh, utilizing my training with the Wim Hof method. So we do cold water and breath work and we shamanize hard, man. It's good stuff. Um, I've been involved with the contact, I guess, since almost its inception, not quite, but roundabout, uh, came in with a, a wave of, uh, good people and, and, um, uh, and got linked up with these boys with, uh, Randall Carlson. And I don't know, it's been a, it's been a great ride doing the contact. Well, it looks incredible. And Graham, I had you on just a few episodes ago and we were talking about this. I was like, dude, I think I'm going to join you guys for the next one. And then uh, get a call from David and all of a sudden we're going. And my wife and I are going as well. So this is what's so cool as well, gentlemen. Uh, My wife and I have not been on a vacation in eight years together. Uh, We have done this whole like build a life you don't need a vacation from, but that's only true for a certain time, right? Uh, And so now we're extremely excited to be going and doing this. So that's the other thing. My wife will be there as well. So y'all can come hang out, come meet. Uh, super excited about this. So let's get into, um, first of all, how did this get started? What, what kicked this all off? Uh, well, the, the trips themselves kind of started, I mean, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Cyrus. I think he's a listener to your show to Cyrus from Seattle. Um, he, he just rented a cabin. I think he got in all sorts of trouble with his wife after this too, because I don't think he told her, but he just like, called us up he's like dude i'll rent this cabin it's down by spokane which is you know kind of it's about eight hours from where graham and i are and it's kind of not quite halfway between here and seattle but it was a cool little cabin and he paid for the whole thing he was like you guys come down we ended up going down there we we brought a couple buddies from calgary down with us and met up with a few people from seattle and had a little meetup and i think it was just like a podcast that we recorded there and it was sitting around and we didn't really have a name for it because we had, at the time we were like brainstorming this new show we were going to do that fell through. So we ended up having this podcast that came out It was called contact at the cabin. And, uh, from there that spun into, we wanted to do another meetup the next year because there's more people interested. So we went out to seaside, uh, Oregon did sort of just a meetup there where people could just say they were coming and we got an Airbnb and people could pitch in on the house and stuff like that. And it was a good, good time. We went down there. It was weird. Like they had this weird culty attic with like 10 fucking little single beds into it that people were sleeping in. And it was a good time for sure. We learned some lessons, like a bunch of people said they were going to come and didn't come. And we ended up footing a bill for the Airbnb and all this. And we we're like, well, how can we do this in such a way that it's sustainable? Because this is this is fun, but it's not sustainable for us to just be shelling out this money all the time. And um, we were like, well, we can't charge people to come hang out with us because that is just weird. So we were like, well, we could charge them to come hang out with other people. And we started with Randall Carlson. And that's where Brandon came with Randall's then business partner. And that's where Brandon and I met. So he was very much a part of the first like official one. The other ones were just sort of mini meetups. So Brandon was there for the first uh, one we actually did. He was there doing the breath work every morning. And uh, we went away from that, learning more lessons, um, but also with like a real sense of how powerful getting all the people together was. Like, you know, we met some people that we're still best friends with today, Brandon being one of them, the Brothers of the Serpent. I mean, the list is too long to name. We've got, um, so it was this thing where you went there, you had three groups come through in 10 days, and at the end, everyone, people are crying. And you kind of notice there's this thing missing from from our culture. So um, we were kind of working with Randall on what we could do around him, but I didn't want to base all the events on Randall. So after that first one with Randall, actually the very, the next event we took a crack at doing was the, um, 
Was the Utah one? Was the Utah one? I no, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it is. Were... It was the Utah one first, but I can't remember which one was actually supposed to be first. Yeah, I think the Utah one was always supposed to be first because what happened is they both got postponed because this was our first Utah and. The first one, like after we made the contact at the cabin website, so the first two events that we put on sale are this Utah event with Dave Matheson. I called up Dave Matheson, and I mean Brandon's perfect. The dude's a legit shaman, and he can his work is very integratable with everything we do. So it doesn't matter if we're out doing a Scablands tour or we're out doing a Mesa Verde tour. We're in Utah looking at. Uh, canyons and stars or if we're down in Shasta doing magic stuff his work integrates into everything sort of perfectly um, so Brandon was coming already and I called Dave and asked him if he could go anywhere in the world to see the stars where would it be and I was kind of thinking he'd pick Hawaii or something but he picked us um, he picked Bryce Canyon which was just like worked out to be perfect because the area is amazing the hosts that we stay with in Duck Creek our second to none. And so we ended up having to postpone everything. I mean, our original plan was we were just powering through with the trips. We're, we're, Graham and I are both no agenda guys. And at the time they were like, nah, nah, it's fine. It's going to be over by April. So we were like, fuck COVID. We're doing the tour. But like three weeks before they actually canceled all our flights. They just like refunded them. And they were like, you guys ain't fucking going nowhere. Borders closed. It was too much. We ended up finding some ways to travel, but it took six months to figure all that out. So those first two events we postponed, um, which seems like it should have been a death nail, but we were able to postpone them, eat a lot of money and refunds because a bunch of people couldn't go next year now or for this or for that. And we were eating all the expense, all the PayPal fees and stuff like that on some refunds. But luckily, the first Canyons, you know, we sold it out. Um, and then when we put it back on sale for the next year, it was sold out again within like three months or something like that. And so it was sold out nine months prior and the Randall events have been a huge hit, um, which just sort of helps with keep everything else afloat. So it's been, uh, it's been interesting. And then this year coming around the canyons, what we had is a bunch of people came for the first couple of years and now they want to branch out to different events. And we're in between. We just did a trip to Egypt where we took a bunch of people to Egypt. It wasn't just us. Of course, we were just really along for the ride, collaborating with Ben from Uncharted X and the Brothers of the Serpent. But we just did that Egypt trip. And then the Brothers of the Serpent and Ben are in Turkey right now. And Randall Carlson is uh, doing an event in Sedona that same weekend we're doing. So um we're in this weird spot where this event that's usually sold out six or seven months before still has some openings here a month before. So we're hoping we can get some new faces out there to come out and have a time and it'll be a time. I mean, the stars at Bryce Canyon are amazing. Zion Canyon is probably one of my favorite places on earth. It's really something there. And I haven't even done the narrows yet. And the side by siding is fun too. I mean, there might even be enough snow this year. We can get some snow machine in it. Oh, shit. The thing is, it's like, I like to think about this like it's an intimate conference. So instead of going to some hotel for a weekend where you see like 10 people presenting for an hour, like you go instead with 30 or 40 people at a resort or a huge Airbnb, you get picked up from the airport, you go there, food's taken care of, lodging, you get to do something like Brandon's shamanic work and the cold plunges and Dave's myths of the stars, for example, and then you get to hang around with them all weekend along with all the other guests. So it's kind of like a you know, less variety, but more intimate uh, conference with everything I, taken care of. Yeah. They're there all weekend. You're there, you know, you'll be, they'll be, you'll be brushing shoulders with these guys. They're not staying at some different resort. We all stay in the all There's sort of three cabins there all in the same parking lot. And we're having breakfast together, lunch together, dinner together, partying together in the evening, you know, jamming, doing breath work, doing all of it. Even when we do Randall's in May, like we're just driving around and hanging out with Randall for a week, Randall and Brad. And uh, Brandon was at a couple of those as well. And, you know, we just hang out with everybody all week. It just sounds so cool. I can't wait. 
Like I said, and I'll be there. And that's why you still have a couple spots open. Y'all needed to get my audience in on this. So thank you very much for that because they're going to come hang out. So definitely do it. Like I said, my wife is going to be there. I'm going to be there. We're actually driving. So it's only 16 hours. And I know that's silly to sound to some people to say that, but we're from Texas. So it's eight hours just to get out of our state and to do anything. So uh, 16 hours is nothing. We've got an awesome road trip planned. So we're very excited about it. And uh, that's yeah, crazy. It's 16 hours for us too. It's right. It must, I mean, it's, it's really? hard to imagine it being in the middle of you and us. Yeah. Well, we're, yeah. And we're in North Texas, but we're west of Fort Worth just by like an hour. So we're, we're going to take like the Lubbock route up. And then we even have uh, we're going to stay in Roswell on the way back. I hadn't been to Roswell yet. So my wife and I get to go do these things together for the first time, which would be great. Yeah. It gets even crazier. Cause for like Brandon and Bill, it's like 30 some hours. It seems crazy that, you know, North America is so big. It's crazy. There's so yeah. much cool shit to see in North America and in America specifically that. It's you know, insane. Yeah. We could do tours just, just uh, forever, just touring around America and people just haven't seen it, you know? Yeah. That might be a cool thing too. Like start at a place and go to like three different sites, you know, and say at three different Airbnbs along the way, have sort of a nomadic at the cabin, you know? Uh, well, we kind of do that with our Montana tour with uh, Randall Carlson. Uh, the Montana one starts in, we pick you up in Washington and Spokane. We look at a couple sites. We head to Idaho for a couple nights. Yeah. And then we head to finish it up in uh, with three or four nights in Montana. But those are more hotel style. So, like, I'm, I'm a real fan of the Shasta, the Magic on the Mountain, and uh, the contact at the canyons, just because when when we, we I mean we pair people up in the hotels and stuff, but it just still doesn't seem to have the same level of intimacy and connection that these ones do, where we're staying in a giant lodge with ten bedrooms and there's people all over and they're helping clean the kitchen and all. It's it's really something else. It's it's filling a void that uh, people don't know they they have with yeah. our in our modern culture. Yeah, Drew Burkholder, he's a listener of y'all's. He's, he's the one that told me y'all were shouting us out on um, on your show there the other day. And uh, so he's going and can't wait to meet him. Like, we're both super pumped. He's been a uh, an expansive insider. He's a friend. And I get to meet and shake this dude's hand in person. You know, this is going to be awesome. Is that Drew, be Drew's Drew, third Drew, year yeah. in a row? Yeah. Oh, Drew's awesome. Really? Dude, I yeah. love him. He's a he's sweetheart. Incredible. Yeah. I, I can't wait. He threw me an awesome message. Like, I'm so pumped, like absolutely excited. Like, this is what it's all about to me. It's not like us sitting here creating content, shooting it out and just going, okay, guys, you know, send me likes and shares. This is where the rubber meets the road with this for me is getting amongst them, you know, getting contact this, and to get to hang out with everybody and to, you know, um, I don't know, see how they take their coffee. Like, I think that that kind of shit's cool. Like everybody's going to be able to hang out together and just get more intimate and know, we, know one another and get really deep in the rabbit holes of the conversation. And of course, with with the environment, with the energies there, with the drum circles and stuff, like I said, we're driving, so I'm definitely bringing my guitar. Um, so I'm just extremely excited about this, guys. Like, you have no idea we're charged. My wife is just, she keeps, oh my God, oh my God. So again, I uh, cannot be more excited. Uh, Brandon, what are you looking forward to for this one, man? I love these events because, you know, they are a, a bit eclectic with, um, you know, bringing people together for, um, you, you know, this wide variety, wider a variety of things. I mean, we have the breath work, we have the uh, the star work, which is uh, amazing stuff. And you know, to mention that we're we're there in Dark Skies Week specifically. Um, so the new moon comes through in that week, and uh, it gets really dark. And you, if you've never seen the the Milky Way, or um, you know. A, a, a completely filled sky full of stars. It's amazing to see, but then to be there with somebody like Dave, who has, um, you know, the academic almost um, insights into mythologies and um, cross-cultural uh, parallels in the myth myths. I mean, I think that's, it's so fascinating to hear him talk, man, and to get to get that perspective. Um, you know, I'm I'm into it for all the re all the right reasons, man. Yeah. It's I mean, it's a 420 event. Yeah. Um, you know, um, we we don't slack on anything that we do. Nope. Uh, there's good people. There's good food. There's fun events that are constant throughout the thing. You know, uh, we start the morning off uh, getting. Um, 
uh, tapping it, you know, and to say this too, 420 is Wim Hof's birthday. And Wim Hof taught us to tap into our endogenous cannabinoids yeah. uh, better than um, than any human out there, or at least he brought our focus and attention back to it. And and uh, so we get high on the breath. We get uh, high in the cold water. Uh, Darren puts on his speedo and does laps. I mean, the thing it's beautiful. Um, uh, there is. Um, um you know if you've never seen zion and bryce they're absolutely incredible relics of a time lost when what we're looking at was basically underwater <laughs> you know and then you know there's these uh ancient um cultures that have been moving through those areas and leaving their their stories on the rocks and the, uh, you know, um, and in the cultures that still exist. So, I mean, it's like going back in time. I mean, we, we try to bring a real mysticism to the event. Um, you know, we want people to get out of their fucking, you know, um, blinder like reality and ultimately open up and you know being in that expanse of a uh of an area like to get up high and to be able to look at everything or to be down in the depths of the rocks i mean all of that stuff is, to me is so powerful so when you when you go out and actually have the experience of being in the land hiking it with people who who can bring the story to life um and with a great crew and everybody's into it and you know and then we have uh Darren's uh, beautiful and slightly crazy leadership, um, you know, it, it, it makes for a uh, it just makes for a wild time. So that's what I look forward to. That's why I go back every year and want to and want to give to it as well. You know, are we going to yeah. get to, to plunge in that river again? Do yes, you? that's on I, the list. I, yeah. I mean, that's what we're doing. Uh you know, so we have to, um, I, I'm sure the, 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 uh, cold will be, um, going to be uh, colder this year. Yeah. It's colder yeah, this year. Yeah. My wife's been looking up the, we're texting by the way. So my wife's been looking up the weather and she's like, you know, it's like 30 right now. I'm like, okay, it's fine. We still got a few weeks. She's like, you know, it's like 32 right now. I'm like, okay, it's going to be okay. Darling. I it's completely organic too. Like that Zion or the Virgin river plunge. The first time we went there. We had just stopped for a snack and a few people wandered over. And then the next thing you know, everyone was in the river. So now we've just added it to as part of the uh, part of the package. That's so cool. Yeah, I've been geeking out over this. Just the whole schedule. Uh, audio only audience, check the link in the show notes. That's where you can find the video version of our program here. And that is where we have shared on the screen the itinerary. Um, it, it all looks so cool. Like, I'm just looking at this, and as you read through it, I just a huge smile across my face, just moment after moment after moment of just awesomeness. Uh, and just really cool pictures. The hikes are going to be incredible. So um, definitely check out uh, link in the show notes, guys. All the ways to find this, the website's going to be located down there. Come hang out with me. Come hang out with my wife and I and the boys from Grimerica and Brandon and David and Ksenia more. Um, Ksenia is a dear friend of mine in the show. We met through David, actually. And so she's been on many times um, and does a lot with the expansive insider stuff, the uh, patrons part of this, and is just a dear, dear friend of ours. So I call her my wonder from down under. And so, of course, David, uh, when we spoke, he was like, yeah, she's going to be there. I was like, oh, OK, well, we're going like it's obvious, you know. And so here we are. It's just going to be so cool. So, again, if you're listening to the show, you're a fan coming out with us. You've got David, who's been on the show Graham as well, uh, and of course, Ksenia, and then now these boys. This is awesome. I'm so excited. You know, I think, uh, I think, um, I really think there's something special about those candies. We've also added this year, um, when we're doing our dinner out at Uvimpa Point, because we noticed that is a bit long. Uh, it's a long day at Bryce. We leave at, you know, one or two in the afternoon, and we don't get back until, you know, some vans are getting back at, 10 o'clock and the last van's probably closer to 12 or one in the morning and it gets a little cold out there. So we've, we brought in uh, our buddy Kevin from unpaved is coming up this year and he's going to have his little party van set up in the Ovimpa parking lot. He'll be serving margaritas 
or waters or coffees for whoever wants anything up in the parking lot. We'll be playing some music up there. We'll have a little show going on with a live DJ and a couple of little like uh, propane fire things so people can go warm up. So it's not quite as because people are going back and forth to the vans to warm up from the point and it's just kind of creepy and quiet over there. So this year we're going to have like a little fucking party going on over there. So it'll be kind of back and forth between those two things. I think it'll really, this will be the best one yet. Yeah, totally. I'm hopping in when you guys have worked out all the kinks. Thanks a lot, gentlemen, for inviting me this year. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, well, Graham, what are you pumped about, man? Uh, just being around everybody again, because, I mean, you, inevitably, like, everybody's talking about their UFO stories or, like, you can't, you just kind of bump into all these groups of people just chatting about all these esoteric subjects and, and guys like Brandon and Matheson are right in there with everything, right? It's just fantastic. So I just like hanging out with everybody and, and meeting everybody. Yeah, it's just a bunch of yes anding. It's like, yeah, 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 pass it. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll take a hit of that. Yeah, yes, and this could be true. Yeah, and you know what ghosts are? And maybe if they complete the pyramids, it actually resets civilization. It's going to be all that shit, dude. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Uh, I've, so I'm also very interested in, we're going to look at petroglyphs. So can you all tell me a little bit about that? Because I just finished my fourth book of the year. is this Kivas of Heaven uh, by a guy named Gary A. David, who I do plan to have on the show. It's about uh, ancient Hopi star lore. And it's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. So that whole area uh, was something I was in, engulfed in for about a month here. So I'm extremely excited to take this applied knowledge and go out there and see it. So what's up with the petroglyphs? What are we going to see? They're right off. Uh, it's our first stop at Zion on the Sunday. It's not a far hike either. I mean, if we get the good parking spots, it's probably only about a 15-minute hike in. And uh, the other thing to think about, uh, which might make your wife a little happier, is like it'll be cold up at the cabin probably, but when once we come down the mountain uh, into the two canyons, it tends to be a lot warmer. Um. So, yeah, but the petroglyphs, I mean, it's kind of that one whole wall there that we go and check out every year. Um, it's never really less amazing. It's sort of hit, come, the cliff comes down and it cuts back under the shelf so they're protected there. Um, and then that tunnel you can see in the picture there is a nice little spot to go cool off because last year it got hot. It was probably, you know, almost 80 degrees when we were down uh, wandering around in the bottom of Zion. It got hot, 80 degrees. As a Texan, ah. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> but again, it's relative, right? Uh, but these are the, Zion's where they have these from, you know, the um, ancient aliens. They pass these all, all over the place with these entities, these huge entities. And again, this is something I just read about in the book. And of course, the Hopi spiral. Uh, is this where they have the four, the fourth world, where they, where they show the different worlds? Yeah, right here. Oh, that is so cool. Can't wait. Look at that. This they is say one, that that squiggly yeah. line is supposed to be the Virgin River that's going down through the canyon. I don't know. And then these are the four worlds. They they emerge from the Sipapu, which is right at the Grand Canyon, this huge hole. Sipapu's in Kivas. They make a small rendition of it as a representation of the underworld. And then they talk about these four um, worlds that we've inhabited and that we came up through the Sipapu, or the Hopi believe they came up, emerged through the Sipapu in the Grand Canyon in this third world and that emerged into the fourth and then now we're leading into the fifth, uh, which is fascinating. And so there's nothing after that, by the way. Uh, they don't know. Didn't they just find an ocean down under that shit? Hell yeah. There's like uh, mummies over there. I mean, all kinds of shit in the Grand Canyon, man. Uh, it's, I, it's I was like just reading anomalous. something the other day that said that there's an ocean underneath the Earth's crust that's bigger than all the other oceans put together. Put and together. Science Daily or some shit. Science. Yeah, the, that's I mean, been I'm talked about for that, a while. I'm not like, you know, trying to give credit to the mainstream journals, but it's just a weird thing to see in a mainstream journal. Well, we know that, you know, Re revelation of the method, perhaps, maybe they have to kind of point things out. And I, I don't necessarily see a bad guy here in my per personal opinion. So it's just seeding, right? It's just like, hey, uh, explore this. Hey, check that out. Kind of like missing time with people. It's not meant to be scary. It's meant to be something you investigate. It's meant to be something that gets your attention, but, you know, had you pull further and so perhaps this is that too like hey there's a big ocean under there because now i'm thinking of gartha now we're thinking and, oh, and, it, totally. and when you go to the uh, the idea of these um fish people you know these fish gods and stuff like that and then married with the idea that hopi believed that there's another world that they emerged from and then now this evidence and now you're putting it all together that maybe it was like a water world or something you yeah know? and and a lot of the uh, mesoamerican or central american ancient uh ancient tribes had had that legend right from zibalba all always coming from under underground right yeah. so many ancient cultures had the inner world as somewhere where they people came from yeah 
And this is kind of what Randall Carlson and them talk about, that Unger Dryas period, that maybe that's when a cataclysm happened and then they fled underground. And we've talked about this in that same vein is it's like, yeah, like if that happened now and what's sort of the one of the ideas is it could have perhaps wiped off all but like 1500 folks on the whole planet. Right. So if you think about that, it's like, well, if that happens, I don't know how to make a cell phone. You know, we're done with cell phones. That's just over for us now. You know what I mean? So you think about the level of knowledge that takes out in a society. And it's just really interesting, those sort of um, events. Um, what do you all think about those? Do you think that they're deliberate or cyclical or what do you think? Like uh, the cataclysms? Yeah. Well, it would seem that, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like it's cyclical. It seems like precession is probably caused by an orbit with some sort of binary. It takes 25,920 years, and every half of that, we seem to run into some shit. Hopefully, it's not half of that. Hopefully, it's every, like, full rotation, because then we got another 13,000 years. But if it's not, then it's coming up. It would seem, it would seem, but I don't know. I really don't know. I don't think that any of these fucking people have any idea what the fuck they're talking about. The older <laughs> I get, the more I think that it's all just fucking hearsay Make and nonsense. And I mean, there's a lot, we're real good at engineering for sure. And the theoretical stuff seems to work, but um, I'm not convinced when it comes to the history that, that we have any fucking idea of what we're talking about. Like, be full of any idea, full stop. Anything past like 300 years ago or maybe even 200 might as well be make-believe. I mean, there's probably a lot of pillars of truth scattered throughout it or grains of truth scattered throughout our historical so story. I think a lot of the dates are fucked. It's been sort of convoluted here and there, but for all intents and purposes, anything past 100 years ago is uh is on pretty thin ice we had jason bershears on the show from rkx i don't know if you've talked to him yet or not uh not but very familiar uh, yeah he's read like those 1200 ancient books and and he's he thinks there's a phoenix cycle that happens every 138 years and there's pretty good evidence for it but he also thinks that at 2159 bc four of his texts that he's read point to this date as being a huge cataclysm like a a, a release of the vapor barrier basically so that's, you know, that's kind of interesting. So I think his, his thing would be, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of engineered. It's not, it's cyclical, but it's also engineered, you know, like by the environment, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an intentional reset from sort of like an, almost like an AI, uh, um, simulation type type yeah. way. Yeah. It's interesting. Which is kind of fascinating. So he, 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 you know, he kind of doesn't really agree with Graham Hancock and Randallson on their, on their timeline. Mm -hmm. but I think he would agree on some of the sort of cataclysmic parts of it. But he, I think he thinks that uh, that was the vapor, the vapor canopy collapse, which was the great flood at 2159 BC. Brandon, what do you think? I think that um, it's really interesting to listen to all kinds of people's thoughts on it all. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I, I love, you know, what drew me, I guess, to these guys, uh, originally was a connection that I had with Randall and, um, I was always interested in Randall's work, um, for many reasons, but <clears throat> when I look at history, uh, you know, and when you look at, um, when you look at, the the timelines nothing seems to be um what what we've been taught so for me initially it was about um how to let go of preconceived ideas on so many things and what i've become is really open to listening to people who are deep into their specific fields Whatever that is, I mean, I'm, you know, um, I'm interested in it all. When I look at things logically, they don't seem to line up. I mean, 
you know, even the idea of like, um, um, you know, uh, the, the shape of the earth and how, and, and, you know, how we perceive the earth, um, and, you know, I mean, if you think about how limited your personal knowledge is and how you're completely dependent upon somebody to explain it to you, um, that becomes, that's a really disenfranchising feeling, right? So for me, I try not to overform my opinions too much and just really uh, listen and you know, take what I feel like is, is relative. I'm, I'm sort of a person who believes more in, well, I am definitely a person who believes more in, in being in the here and now in the sense that history is really important to me, but, um, you know, and, and looking at ancient everything is really important to me. Like not just, um, not just the history of the planet, but the history of, of our cultures and, and how we've, you know, come to this point and maybe what we're lacking, um, now in comparison to what we've had in the past, um, and how to navigate better with those things. I mean, all of that's really important to me. So, you know, I don't have overdeveloped sense of knowing much. Most of the time, I just feel like a fucking moron. And like, I, you know, I'm just trying to hang on to, uh, to the, to the slim, the slim grasp of reality that I actually have, um, that, you know, that I try not to chase away, (laughs) uh, on the regular. I mean, my big thing is health and fitness, uh, in, you know, as far as grounding myself and keeping myself in, in some type of, uh, semblance of sanity. And so, you know, but, but the fitness stuff that I choose and what I, what I like to go after and what I'm interested in training, um, is I think very connected to our ancestry. So that has a, a lot to do with the history that I'm interested in, you know? And, uh, so when we get out to, these places like Brian and Zeiss, I or is I'm Brian and Zeiss, Zion and Bryce. <laughs> when we get out to Zion and Bryce, I get really interested in thinking about how people communicated um, through these ancient cultures and how they really, you know, uh, kept us going. I mean, what what was the what was the intention behind these people? Like, what were they trying to share? I think that is the most fascinating thing to speculate on, because we really have no idea. (laughs) We think we do. But it's really uh, when you get out there, man, it's my it's so mind blowing that you realize like, man, it's it's there's a depth out there that uh, almost just can't be understood at this point. You know, so what are we doing? I think we're we're taking it in in the in the sense of all, which is real ecstasy, which is real, you know, just sidestepping any reality, any preconceived notions and just trying to feel it ultimately. I love it. And, you know, these are speculated to be high energy points as well. And we're all going to go out there and hang out together and just get awesome with each other. And it's just going to shoot this high energy out everywhere. I'm just so pumped about it. So uh, to that uh, question, actually, have y'all ever experienced any or anyone at these events uh, experienced any freaky woo-woo, as we call it, any UFO, any uh, paranormal encounters, anything like that? Yeah, there was a couple of UFO sightings. Darren, was, wasn't there uh, one, the one I missed? I definitely, uh, yeah, there was there was UFO sightings in Utah at at the star looking thing we've seen a bunch of stuff and colorado but freaking those were out and colorado elon we've seen stuff too yeah but those are apparently elon satellites we'll you definitely know, I, see starlink while we're out there i would guarantee it you know i i had a guest on that says and i just kind of want to ask you all about this too what do you think that um Okay, and Brandon, this is going to be fun for you. What do you think about the idea that Starlink actually was just a smokescreen for a UFO event that they knew was going to occur? So they send something up or say that they do called Starlink that resembles what they know is going to come in. Um, sort of this idea of a chronovisor that they have um, advanced knowledge of events or probable timelines that they have access to, right? And it's all fun and speculative, and I have no idea, but I'd love talking about this shit with y'all. So what do you think about that, that really like – 
anything up in space, perhaps, again, this comes a question back to the shape of the Earth, it's actually sort of more of an event that they have pre-advanced um, awareness of, and so they say it's a satellite. <laughs> I can maybe. Who knows? I mean, that's super. You know what Colorado I mean? How do you... It's like a string of stuff. It looked like an anal bead going up into orbit. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And and they're called like the wand craft, I believe is what it was called. But uh, allegedly, again, um, what do y'all think about them? Well, Elon could be an alien for sure. 100%. So, yeah. I mean, he, he could definitely be some kind of clone. Uh, or, you know, yeah. And and maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's his brethren coming back. And so he's like, uh, shit, it's going to look like a string of anal beads. Uh, (laughs) Hey guys, we're going to launch a bunch of satellites and no worries. It's not my brothers or anything like that. Don't worry about it. I'm going to just hang out with my Beelzebub, uh, shirt here. Uh, well, well, you you guys remember childhood's end Arthur C. Clarke, right? So the whole thing was with those, with those, uh, aliens is that they all looked like the devil devil. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And so maybe, maybe you're onto something there. Maybe, yeah, it's, they're all just going to be a bunch of gigantic, uh, devils. Yeah. (laughs) But they're really awesome. Fake, uh, fake an alien, you know, it seems like a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. dude, if they can do that, I mean, that's just going to be so entertaining anyway, regardless awesome. whether you're making it real or not. We are the alien anyway, ultimately. I mean, it's it, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, how, how far does that go? I mean, if we we're able to create grays or do some cool stuff and flying saucers, bring it. Yeah, it's, it's like the ultimate uh, Shutter Island. Have you ever seen that movie? You know, with uh, DiCaprio there, and it was when he was like, I'm going to just ruin it for everyone. So just skip ahead a few minutes if you haven't seen that movie and you're worried about spoilers. But he goes on this boat and gets taken on this whole adventure because he needs to be walked through his memory to get to really what happened slowly. So then you kind of think, well, if we're that great at our job of, you know, presenting this amnesia for experience, or maybe that was just a byproduct, I don't know. You go in so many different ways with this, but then perhaps if that's what occurred, then yeah, we have to be slowly integrated. Maybe this has been done through our movies, TV, all of that stuff throughout decades of these little hints that have been dropped to us like, hey, you know, this is maybe out there. And then they kind of test the waters and see how it settles. And then they turn the turn the heat up a little bit and introduce a few more concepts. And now folks are talking about it more regularly. And maybe this is a way of introducing maybe one day, yeah, somebody will land and they look exactly like us. And maybe there's one of each identical ones of us. And they're like, actually, dude, we've been playing this game from your your perspective. We've been controlling you, you know, in cohorts. And and it's this whole thing to where it's this stair-step idea into these crazy concepts that, you know, being introduced into this world through our, our normal uh, ego structures like school and politics and all that, they, they don't play on any of this as anything more than fantasyful woo-woo. So it'd be an interesting way to start you thinking not at all and then slowly introduce you to these concepts or maybe it's sort of a time period sensitive thing again they know they're all coming so 40 years ago they're like okay we got to start putting this shit in movie and tvs and books and stuff so folks kind of get ready for it i don't know i love the project Bluebeam thing i think it'd be fun and if it is going to go down i, I want to check it out what do you all think Oh yeah, it's gonna be fun no matter what yeah right. no matter what happens because you know we're not going to believe a word the government says so Dude, and I've been saying this because of how it's framed in the media. Like every everyone they're interviewing is a general or a military or an air force pilot. It's not like one of us sitting up there going, you know, maybe they're they're not that bad. Maybe we don't need to find them a threat. You know, not everything out there is a threat. There's a difference between danger and threat. Maybe y'all need to learn that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they could totally be a threat. They could. Yeah, <laughs> they and that's could be. The other they thing. could be coming here to just swallow us whole, and we could be fodder. I mean. You know, nature is very brutal. And when you're when you experience it on like this type of of reality, um, you know, nature is I mean, definitely uh, it's definitely consuming itself. Right. And the Ouroboros. So, I mean, we're we're always um, trapped in that. And, And it seems that if aliens were coming here, they could very likely be uh predacious or at the same time they may just see us as nothing i mean it it's like if they could actually you know but i i i sort of i'm more inclined to believe that we can communicate through beings um consciously um when we induce particular states you know so we have to create the state of consciousness that we want 
to be in in order to perceive these other realities. Obviously, it can be done with plant medicines. It can be done with um, altering your physiology through the breath. That's a big one. Um, you know, when you look at what we actually know about creating non-local, like transpersonal states of being, um, they, they're created by uh, inducing high stress states onto ourselves. So these high, these, these high stress states create a fight or flight reality that can be all consuming. We, we, we don't realize like how powerful those states of consciousness can actually be, but I mean, they can become all consuming. Um, you know, when you compare the psychedelics to say near death experience. Um, and that's, I think uh, an important aspect of what the ancient cultures were about too is sort of microdosing death a bit and and having a deep fascination with what it meant to uh transcend you know the just the normal hum of life i mean that thing that the, the space that we always are consumed in um but how do we break free from that and You'll find a lot of like mindedness for sure in the contact at the Canyons event oh, yeah. for people who who enjoy uh, peering into those realms, you know, exploring those spaces. Yeah. And we are absolutely here to do so. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, uh, this is awesome. I'm very much looking forward to this. Um, cannot thank you enough. Is there anything else that you want to close out on here before we wrap up? I'll read, uh, maybe I'll read a couple of reviews. We just started taking reviews uh, not too long ago. So since your audience is maybe new to these kind of trips, it might seem kind of weird to, uh, you know, like, okay, I'm going to go to this lodge in the middle of Utah with a bunch of people from the internet. It's going to be awesome. Sounds great. <laughs> it, totally it is awesome. awesome. And it is. But I could see where some people might be like, this seems fucked up. Um, so I'll just read a couple of reviews from some people from all over the world, uh, from Peter, who's coming back. This will be his, I think, fourth or fifth event with us. Um, these trips are truly fantastic. Some of the most well-read and open-minded people I've ever met all gathered together to share ideas. A truly once-in-a-lifetime experience. And then I'll read one more from Maxwell. This one's just from our our last trip down to Mount Shasta in California. Magic on the Mountain 2023 was an amazing trip, both literally and figuratively. I think they ate some mushrooms. Hmm. I had the most fun I've had in years hanging out with a group of nice, like-minded people. Everyone seemed to be on their own journey, which is not unlike mine. No egos. Only genuine people were in attendance. Graham, Darren, and their crew were excellent hosts. Graham wasn't there, but uh, he must have you confused with in someone spirit. else. In spirit. Well, in I was spirit. also hosting from online prior. Yeah, so. there you go. Yeah, it's that's fine. right. He was. So he was uh, He was part of the team. It's a low-pressure situation. Everyone is relaxed, and you won't have to worry about small talk. I didn't hear anyone mention the weather once as a topic of conversation. Also, there are plenty of the stickiest, ickiest, dank nugs <laughs> that you are into. Yikes. If you are scared of jumping into cold water and breathing heavily, don't be. It's fun, primal, and starts the day off right. You might even have some internal breakthroughs like I did. I will definitely be attending future events. Maxwell, shout out. Yeah, Maxwell. So I don't know. He, he could still turn up in Utah yet, but I think at the very least he's coming back to Shasta next year. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and I know some folks out in Shasta. I've got to, I'll be joining, I'm noting that one already, guys, just let me know. Uh, well, outstanding. I cannot wait for this. Um, again, all the ways to find you guys and the event will be located down in the show notes. Make sure that you all check that out. Uh, very, very excited for this. So again, I'll be there. We'll all be there. Can't wait. Thank you, gentlemen, so much. This is awesome. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you, guys. You can find all our stuff at gramerica.ca. If you just go to that, it'll have links to the trips, to the audiobooks, to all our podcasts, everything else. Just want to take a moment and thank those 
awesome dudes for coming and hanging out and inviting me and my wife out to this thing. We are super excited about it. So again, this thing takes place April 20th through 24th at Duck Creek Village. All of the information is linked down below, guys, so make sure that you check that out. Just wanted to throw Brandon Graham and Darren a special shout out for coming by and hanging out. And again, guys, I'm super excited to see y'all. Mary is right here and we are pumped. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. There you <laughs> go. All right. So uh, check the show notes for all that information as well as all the resource links as all as well as all of the ways to find us. Mm-hmm. There we go. Just going to slow down mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Just take it. As well as all of the other ways to find us. Yeah. Can we do this last radio voice? Yeah. Okay. As well as all of the other ways to find us. Ooh. Link down in the show notes. Yeah. Coming in with this contact at the canyon. Okay. Ooh. It's going to be fun, guys. Uh, So last message here, of course, as always, go out into this beautiful place, whatever the hell this thing is, and y'all pick up a piece of litter. Be nice to everybody that you come across, please, and thank you. Uh, Buy somebody in line around you a coffee or a meal. Something very, very small like that goes a massive, long, far, huge way in the collective, and it's amazing. Uh, To that as well, we're about to be road tripping, so please Mm -hmm. uh, get out of the left-hand lane. Please. We're from Texas. We drive a little quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Just move over. Just scoot on over, guys. We'll be right by in a flash Mm -hmm. and just you can get back in the left lane there and live your life until someone else hopefully comes on up and you do the same for them. So uh, that being said, above all and anything else, guys, go out into this beautiful, majestic place, whatever the hell this thing is, and y'all just be good to one another. Thank you so much for watching, listening, and just being the cool sons of bitches ever. I really, really hope y'all come and hang out with us. Yeah, That's going to be fun. Come. It'll be so much fun. We'll see you next time. Bye. At the contact at the game. <laughs>